0: to today in sports betting for Friday, April 22nd, 2022. I'm your host, Doug Reed. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed three, four. Please send me any thoughts, comments, feedback you have. Love to chat with people. Send me a quick DM and I'll get back to you as quickly as possible. i usually respond within the same day. Uh, also, if you are following us here at Sports Ethos, I, I recommend a couple other Twitter accounts. One, is Ethos Fantasy BK for basketball? Now it's traditionally for fantasy basketball. However, in the playoffs, as the playoffs get, I think it's a valuable resource well because so we send starting lineups, we send who's in, who's out, injury updates all throughout the day. It's a great tool if you are wagering on fantasy uh, and during the fantasy basketball season. So check out Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. We also have an Ethos Fantasy BB for baseball. And we just got that fired up. You're going to get regular updates there uh, throughout the day as well. That's run by our new guy, Joe Arico, And you should check out Joe at Twitter. Um, his handle is at arico 99 So joeorrico 99 He runs a daily um, fantasy baseball podcast. Gives some DFS tips there, too. And he's a lot of the information behind our Ethos Fantasy BB. So check him out. Now, before we get going, uh, do you want to talk about our partners at Thrive? If you haven't checked these guys out yet, um, give them a try. It's Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use the code ethos, E-T-H-O-S. When you sign up to get 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to $100, plus either two or four free game tickets. Basically, you pick the player props and the biggest names playing every night, score points when your props hit, and the players with the most points at the end of the night share the nightly prize. If you're looking for information, especially in basketball, you can check out our uh, Sports Ethos DFS team. We also have a regular podcast there. You can check out Joe Rico's podcast. He gives a lot of daily uh, DFS updates for, for baseball. they doing a really good job on it, too, so far this year. Uh, so check him out for baseball. And, again, it's Thrive Fantasy, T-H-R-I-V-E. And when you go there, use the code Ethos. And when you sign up and get a deposit match bonus when you enter. So on to the association, the NBA playoffs, chugging along. About halfway through round one. We have three games tonight, so let's jump right onto the into the board. We start with the heat at Atlanta. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can get Miami minus one and a half, the total of 221 and a half. Now the heat are up two games to nothing, traveling to Atlanta to see if Trey and uh, his buddies can get this series back in line. The Heat won the first game one fifteen ninety one, the second one 115-105, so total 206 in the first game, total 220. Uh, I haven't pulled the trigger on either of these yet, but I'm lean to Atlanta, plus one and a half. Uh, I think this is the pivotal point in the series. If they lose this, they're done. If they win this, they're probably done as well, frankly, but... Um, you know, Trey can go off at any time, and I think he has the ability to keep them in the series like he did last year in the playoffs. So, looking for the Heat to pull out the win. Sorry, not the Heat. Uh, the Hawks to pull out the win, or at least lose by one, one and a half. Now, now this number is bounced around a little, but it's pretty much consistently at one and a half, um, plus one and a half for Atlanta. Total 221 and a half. I would lean to be over. The Heat are very good in defense. I just think Atlanta going home, they're realizing, I think they're going to realize. I mean, he scored 115 points each the first two games, so they're going to have to run a gun. They're going to have to throw up a lot of shots. They're going to have to score points, basically, to beat the Heat. Whether they can do it or not, I don't know. But at 221 and a 221.5, um, that's kind of a number I think they're going to have to get over if they want to win. And as I said, if I think they can win or keep it within a point, um, they're going to have to put up some points. Now, when you see the money, the money coming in, uh, 68% of the bets, the total of the bets are on Miami. And 66% of the money's on Miami, so fairly even split there. No big money moving anything. Next game of the night is Milwaukee. They travel to Chicago to play the Bulls. You can get the Bucks at minus two and a half. The total two twenty two and a half. Now we have Milwaukee won the first game, 93-85 at home, and the next game was at Milwaukee, but the Bulls pulled out the win, 114-110. So the first game total is 178. Second game 224. Um, I'm on Milwaukee at minus two and a half. I just think the same story holds here as it has for most of the year with the Bulls. They beat the bad teams pretty consistently. They beat a fair number of the average teams. And against the elite teams of the league, they're really struggling. I know they're back at home. They got the the, the momentum off of that win. Um, But I don't see them being able to really make this a series. Uh, I... I (laughs) You know, Milwaukee. Milwaukee's going to have to win a game in one game in Chicago to take home um, court back and to be able to win the series. And I think they can do that tonight. So I've got them at minus two and a half. Uh, Injuries. Ball's obviously still out. Uh, Nobody else for the Bulls. For the Bucks, George Hill and Chris Middleton are both out. so it doesn't help the Bucks, but I think at two and a half, I'm be willing to take there. That uh, when we see the money, the total of the money is 65% of the bets on the Bucks. 61% of the money coming in is on the Bucks. So again, fairly close and even there. Uh, total 222 and a half. I might lean the over there. I think Chicago putting up 114 last game realizes kind of like uh, Atlanta in the other series that. If they have any chance to win, they're going to have to uh, run and gun and score as many points as they can. Now, can they do that against Milwaukee? I'm not sure. Uh, but I think going home, I think to be able to put up the points, I think Milwaukee will be able to keep up with them. I just like the Bucks a little more, so happy to take them at minus two and a half. Third game of the night, we have Phoenix traveling to New Orleans to resume this series, which is tied at one. Phoenix, you can get at minus two. Total here is 216. On the injury report, New Orleans is fairly healthy, and Phoenix has Devin Booker, which is obviously a huge loss out for a few weeks uh, with a hamstring. So I think that is that is why we're seeing such a close number. Uh, first game of the series was Phoenix 110-99, to and last game, Phoenix was I think about eight or nine point favorites at home, and they lost 125-114. Uh, when we see the total on the money, we have 70% of the bets on Phoenix, but 86% of the money on Phoenix. So some bigger money's coming in on the Suns. Wouldn't be surprised if this line moved a little bit as we got closer to game time in favor of the Pels, um, trying to even out that money. But I just think Phoenix, even at minus two, is uh, is a good price. I mean, their lineup sure hurts that, um, that Booker's out. But you're going to have uh, Chris Paul doing his Chris Paul things. I think you should be able to get on McCollum and keep him in line. Uh, Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, DeAndre Ayton. I just think they line up well. Um, I think they line up well against New Orleans. And I think they should be able to, with Chris Paul leading the way, uh, be able to win. And it's a short spread, like two points. I'm happy to take that. And the totals, <clears throat> excuse me, the total's 216. I'm actually going over that. So the first game was 209, the next game is 239. They're coming back to New Orleans. New Orleans just dropped 125 points on them. The home crowd's going to be pumped. It's an even series. Booker's out. Uh, New Orleans thinks they have a chance. And maybe they do. Um, but I think at 216, both teams should be able to get above, well above 100. And if New Orleans keeps. New Orleans thinks they have a chance, they're going to have to uh, put up some points, I think. And, and they're going to play like that in front of the home fan. They're, they're going to be playing, not running gun style, but they're going to be playing that they want to put up as many points as they can. Um, so I looked at them to get over their total. And their, their team total is about just under 107. So I see Phoenix at about 109 and a quarter. I see New Orleans about 106, uh, just under 107. So I think both of them can get there. And going to take the total over 216. So I've got Phoenix minus 2. And the total going over 216 in that game. So that a quick rundown of the three NBA games. Um, one of my colleagues here at Sports Ethos, too, Adam Kirkert, uh, he's been doing really well, had a really good season in the NBA, and has been doing well so far in the playoffs. I recommend you check him out on Twitter. It's at Adam Kirk, which is A-D-A-M-K-E-R-C-K. Guy knows his stuff. Doesn't put out a ton of plays, but when he puts them out, they're usually pretty solid. So check him out. tail his plays if you can. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break. And when we get back and hit the large MLB slate and I think there's four games on the ice, we'll hit those as well. Sick of being upsold at gyms. Welcome back. On to the Diamond. Lots of games uh, on the field today. There are 15 in total. Can hit on all of them. Um, got a few plays to put in there. I'm going to start off with St. Louis. The Cardinals travel to Cincinnati to play the Reds. And hold on, I'm just having a problem pulling up my screen. There we go, sorry about that. Cards are at the reds. We've got lefty Steve Matz on the hill for the cards. We've got young flamethrower Hunter Green who's already on the bump for Cincinnati. You can get the cards minus 120. You can get the home reds at an even plus 100. Total here is seven and a half. And I'm actually on the seven and a half total. I got it at minus 110. I see it anywhere between about minus 110 and 115. Um, Hunter Green has been good in his few starts this year. And Steven Matz has been what Steven Matz is, which is kind of hot and cold. One game against him was Pittsburgh. He didn't pitch well in the next game. He did pitch well. So I'm expecting, not not sure what to expect from him. His usual inconsistent starts. And Hunter Green, again, has pitched well. Uh, He's a flamethrower. But going against the Cardinals lineup in Cincinnati, I think – they could probably get to him. I think the Reds could get to Matts for a run or two, even if both starters only give up two runs, for example. We're at four. Uh, neither one of them have pitched more, I think, than 5.2 innings. I think Matts went 5.2 in one game. Hunter Green went 5.1 in another. And they're definitely not going to be letting Green go probably more than 80, 85 pitches to start his career, especially in a little cooler weather. So I, th- I think it becomes a bullpen game in about the sixth inning. And if it does, uh, that doesn't s- – that doesn't sit well for Cincinnati. Uh, St. Louis better bullpen. Cincinnati, definitely not. And they're playing in Cincinnati. Uh, very hitter-friendly park. So seven and a half, when I look at that, it's just a low total. Uh, rookie doing well. Hunter Green going against a veteran lineup in the cards. Maybe they get to him. Steven Matts inconsistent. Maybe the Reds get to him. Uh, even if I'm wrong on those, we're looking at the bullpens coming in, I think, in the middle of the game. Not middle of the game, but sixth inning, fifth or sixth inning and Hopefully, allowing a couple more runs. So happy to take the over seven and a half in that one. Next game, we get the Guardians of Cleveland traveling to New York to face the, face the Yankees. Guardians have righty Eli Morgan on the mound, and the Yanks have righty uh, Jamison Tyon on the mound. You can get the Guardians plus 165, the Yankees at home minus 185, and the money line total here is eight. But I think I would lean the Guardians. Don't I didn't touch this game, I just plus 165. I'm not sold in Jameson uh comeback. He had an average year last year. He's looked decent this year, but who knows? Cold weather. Um, the Guardians have been hitting well, surprisingly well. You know, the Miles Straw and Stephen Kwan, top of the lineup, doing really well. And then Jose Ramirez is just breaking in the three spot. So those guys alone are going to scare anybody. And they throw a lineup of, as I'm looking at it, we have one, two, three, four, four lefties. One's a switch hit. There were four lefties and the rest are righties against a righty tie So not that that's a huge advantage, but they've been hitting well. And a plus 165, I just think there's value there. Not touching the game, but there's definitely value there. Next game sees the Brewers' driver to Philly. You get Freddie Peralta, the righty for Milwaukee on the mound. Ranger Suarez, the lefty for Philadelphia brewers you can get a plus 105 the home phillies can get a minus 125 in the money line total here is eight uh if i had to lean i would lean with the brewers and peralta just because you're catching plus money and he didn't have a great outing last time um but you get the, the lefty suarez who's had a had a good run last year i think he's a little bit overvalued i mean he had a good run last year his peripheral stats weren't fantastic but he had a decent run he's a lefty he's going against a pretty veteran line uh laden lineup at the top you have uh, righty McCutcheon, you have righty Willie Adonis behind Bonham, then you have lefty uh, Yelich, righty Hunter Renfro behind him. So you've got um, one, two lefties in the lineup, and the rest are righties for, for Milwaukee. Haven't been hitting great this year, coming around a little. The Phillies, I think we all know about the Phillies. They're definitely stocked. Um, a righty heavy lineup other than Schwarber in the three spot, sorry, sorry, Harper in the three spot, and Schwarber in the six spot or lefties of any note against Peralta. Now, Schwarber finally woke up, it seems he broke out of his slump, hit a couple of home runs uh, earlier this week. So I just like the plus money. You know, I think Philly's probably the better team. I think Milwaukee's got the better pitching. Milwaukee's got the better bullpen, and you're getting plus money. Uh, I might look to the under first five under, a total eight here, first five under. I uh, might consider that. It's probably, what, about four and a half. Uh, I would look at that. going to be a little cool in Philly tonight. Two good pitchers on the mound. Again, lean Philly in the game, not touching the total though. Next game, see the Giants travel to Washington to face the Nats. You get Sam Long, the lefty Sam Long for the Giants, which I'm pretty sure is going to be a a bullpen game. He's already pitched in three innings this year, and I don't think he's pitched six innings. So this will be a bullpen game. Then you get Patrick Corbin on the bump for the Nats. Now, I looked every which way to find find an anglers game. Just couldn't find one. I'm not a Patrick Corbin fan. If you've listened to the show before, I just think this guy's done. They're paying him a lot of money, so they got to throw him out there. The Nats aren't planning on winning. Takes a spot, takes a ball every fifth day, but this guy is done. I, I, I believe he's done. The problem is I couldn't find a, a, a way to get to any numbers here. The over eight and a half, Giants have not been hitting. Um, and when the Giants are throwing out a bullpen game, Washington hasn't been hitting. So they're going to throw out four or five different pitchers. No one batter is going to see the same pitcher probably twice. And they don't have a strong enough lineup. Once you get past Soto in the two spot, Cruz in the three spot, Josh Bell has been hitting well in the four spot. Their lineup just drops right off. I mean, you got C- Cesar Hernandez, who's not a great on-base guy leading off. And then you've got... Kiebert Ruiz at five, Yadiel Hernandez at six, Mikael Franco seven, Elsie Escobar at eight, and Victor Robles at nine. None of those guys are going to strike any fear into anybody. So I can see the Giants throwing a bullpen game, but going six, seven innings deep and giving up one or two runs. So, um, and then Patrick Corbin, he had a good, had a decent game last time out, but um, he's not going to, I don't think shut down San Francisco, but they haven't been hitting that well. So I don't know, I don't know which way to go here. Uh, I would lean the Giants, but I'm not really keen on dropping a minus 130 line because their hitting has been so weak. So staying away from this game, uh, if I had to lean, I'd lean the Giants, and I would definitely lean the over 8.5, which I now see as juiced to plus 100. Um, so maybe not a bad play there. Next game I am on, we have the Red Sox traveling to Tampa. You get Michael Waka, the the veteran, righty on the mound for the Red Sox, and Corey Kluber, the veteran, righty on the mound for Tampa. Now, Walker's pitched, I think, 9.1 innings and has a .857 whip. His stat cast chart is all red, which is good, and Corey Kluber's got a fair bit of blue on there, so he has not outperformed his peripherals that well. And I think both these guys are, are clearly on, on the downside of their career. You get the Red Sox at plus 135 on the road. You get Tampa at home minus 155. The total here is eight. And I just like the plus 135. I don't know who's a better pitcher. I think most people are going to say right now Kluber is. But so far this year, Waka has pitched better. I know it's only a couple of outings. So too short, too small a sample size. But a plus 135 with the Red Sox lineup, although it's not been hitting great, it's still the Red Sox lineup. Uh, you still have Devers in two spot, Bogarts in the three, Verdugo cleanup, Story in the four. Um, going against Kluber, who, as I said earlier, hasn't been pitching all that well. So I like the Red Sox. Really comes down to I just like the plus 135 number. Next game of the night, we have Colorado. On, I'm on this game as well. Colorado in Detroit for four. The Rockies. We have righty Antonio Senzatella. And for the Tigers, we have lefty Tariq the uh, Young lefty Skubal for the Tigers. And on this game, the numbers are... You can get the Rocks at plus 125, the money line. The home Tigers at minus 145. The total over 7.5. And, and that is what I'm on. I got it at minus 107. And the reason being... and, I'm, and I'm, I was on the Tigers at first, but they're at one. What is it now? What did they say? Yeah, one is 145. I was 150 earlier when I was looking. Uh, It's just too much delay. Senzatella has been terrible on the road. Last year, uh, this is a shocking number for a guy who pitches half his games in Colorado. On the road, his ERA was 5.05 last year. At home, 3.97. His whip on the road, 1.52, giving up one and a half runners per inning, basically. At home, a respectable 1.21, so he's actually not a bad pitcher at home. Um, this year, his expected woba is point. Yeah, his expected woba is point four nine eight. That is terrible. So the expected batting average against four thirty six. Expected slug against seven forty six. And um, I, so I can't back him, especially on the road. Uh, but laying one forty five the tires is just too much. And Colorado's offense has been really, really strong. But I think they've played most of their series. I think they played one series away, or maybe two series away from Colorado. Uh, right now, the numbers are their first in batting average in Major League Baseball, second on-base percentage, and first in slugging. A lot of that has, is a Coors Field effect, but their offense is doing well. So at 7.05, I figure Sensatella, because he's on the road, is going to give up a few runs. I'm not still not a uh, – uh, if you listen to my show, I'm still not a believer in this, these young pitchers on Detroit. They may get there one day. school may maybe one of them, but I don't think they're there. Um, quite yet. And he's a lefty coming out. He's going against Connor Joe, a righty. Blackman's a lefty. Then he hits Chris Bryan, a righty. C.J. Cronin, his six home runs, is a righty. Uh, Elias Diaz, their catcher, is a righty. McMahon's a lefty. Brendan Rogers, the second baseman, is a righty. Randall Gritchick's a righty. And Jose Iglesias is a righty. So he's got one, two lefties, one of which is Blackman, in that lineup. The rest are righties and the rest of them hitting well. So do they get them for a few runs? I know Tiger, um, Comerica is not Coors Field, obviously. But if Sensatella can do what Sensatella does and give up a number of runs, Scuba probably only has to give up maybe two or three. And young kid, probably not gonna let him go all that deep. You get to that bullpen and it's always, always an interesting time when you can get into the Tigers bullpen. So starter's probably giving up a couple runs each. Bullpen could do the rest. Let's get over seven and a half. Cash that ticket. Next game of the night, season Marlins travel to Atlanta to play the Braves. For Miami, you get lefty Trevor Rogers, and for Atlanta, you get their youngster righty Kyle Wright. Miami can get plus 125 on the money line. Um, the Braves can get minus 145 at home. The total here is eight. Not on this game. I like Rogers as a pitcher, but I just like the Braves lineup too much, but not going to let 145. Pittsburgh travels to Chicago to play the Cubs. You can get the Pirates at plus one fifty five. You can get the Cubs at home minus one seventy five. On the mound for Pir- the Pirates is Lefty Jose Quintana, and on the mound for the Cubbies is Lefty Drew Smiley. So a battle of the old graybeard lefties. And I like the Cubs here. I just like Smiley over Quintana, uh, but I can't lay one seventy five. There's no way I can lay that kind of number. Uh, the wind is blowing in. I heard from right. I'm looking at the over seven and a half. So you think about this. You've got two lefties on the mound. You're going to get predominantly right-handed hitting lineups. Well, the wind's blowing in. Sorry, the wind's blowing in from right. So most guys are pull-heavy going against lefties. They're going to be hitting the ball to the left. So I'm looking on the over seven and a half right now. I see it at minus one fifteen, minus one twelve. So probably going to do the over seven and a half. Gonna wait on that one for a little while. So the Cubs lineup's already been announced. Conten is a lefty. They'll be he'll be going against Nick Madrigal, a righty. Say Suzuki's been having a fantastic start to his major league career. A righty catcher Wilson Contreras in the three spot, a righty. Frank Schwindel, a righty. Patrick Wisdom, a righty. Jonathan Villar in the six spot is a switch hitter. Catcher Yon Yon Gomez is a righty. Michael Hermosillo, the outfielder is a righty, and Nico Horner is a righty. So an entire right handed lineup. Well, one switch hitter, but everybody's hitting from the right side against Cantana. That has Cubs win written all over it and that has a few runs. On the flip side of that, you got Smiley going against Pittsburgh, a lineup that's been struggling. They've only got one lefty in there as well. Um, you know their top four they got Cabrian Hayes as a righty. Brian Reynolds a switch, Michael Chavez is a righty, and Daniel Vogelbach hitting cleanup. They actually moved him out of the leadoff spot. Go figure. He's a lefty. So um I think there could be some run scored. Check the wind. Uh, you know, if that crazy wind. Yeah, see what I see is it's blowing in from right field. Well, all these guys are righties trying to hit the left field. So there could be some some run scored there. But you never know in Chicago with the, with uh, with the winds at Wrigley. Next game of the night, C's. Where are we? Pirates. Uh, next, the White Sox staying in Chicago. Well, not staying in Chicago. The White Sox are in Minnesota. You can get. Michael Kopech and the White Sox at minus 110, basic coin flip here. Or you can get Bailey Ober and the Twins at minus 110 as well. Total here is seven and a half, and I'm actually on. I actually got the White Sox at minus 104 earlier today, so that's been bouncing between kind of 104, 105, and 110. And this comes down. I mean, these are two young pitching prospects. Kopech Kopech has been around, did really well last year, a little more experience, and Bailey Ober's done all right so far this year. Um, I, I just like. I like Kopik better. I like the White Sox lineup better. Coin flip game. I'll take the money line. Uh, got a little better price on the money line. And just to show you some quick comparisons, I know it's only through a few games, but uh, the expected woba, so the weighted on base average. Kopik's at 296. Overs at 465, which is not good. Expected batting average. Copic only at 180. Overs at 334. Expected slug. Uh, Kopik at 388. Overs at 7.44, and their hard hit rate. copic uh, has been allowing 38.1% hard eight, which is good, a little above league. Uh, it's above league average and solid. Uh, Overs allowed 47.1, which is not good, below league average. So short sample size. Copek wins that that uh, that argument. copic pitched last year and pitched quite well, mostly as a reliever. And although they haven't gone there, they haven't uh, woken up really yet. I like the White Sox lineup. So. At, what did I say? I got a minus 104. I'm happy to take the Cubs or the White Sox there. Next game of the night seeds the Jays in Houston to play the Astros. You can get Ross Stripling at plus 155. You can get Justin Verlander in the Strows at minus 175. Total here is 8.5. Uh, at first with Verlander on the mound, I was thinking I'm looking at under 18, under 8.5, but it's juiced to 120. So I might look around on that one. I just think Verlander could uh, have a He's had a few strong games or a couple strong games already, so he'd continue that trend. However, I'm also looking at the money line of the Jays at plus 155. It's just it's the Jays. So anytime you're giving me 155, I think they can beat any pitcher in baseball as well as Verlander's pitching. I think there's some value there, so I'm going to look at that a little closer. Next game is the Orioles at L.A. to play the Angels for the Orioles. They have lefty Bruce Zimmerman with two ends starting versus lefty Reed Detmers for the Angels. Uh, I'm not on this game, I like the Angels, but they're uh, you can get Baltimore plus 160, you can get LA minus 180, total eight and a half. So two, oh, Baltimore's offense is really struggling. I don't even think they're averaging two runs a game. And the Angels have been more on the cold side of hot and cold, but not that strong themselves. So I'd look to maybe the under. I'm just not really sure how good these pitchers are yet. So I think I would look to the under of eight and a half. It's just up a little to minus one oh five. So you're getting a, a decent price there. Can't touch the can't touch the lines here. I'm not gonna lay 180 with the Angels. Next game we see the Royals travel to Seattle or stay in Seattle to play the Mariners. We have um, Brad Keller, ready Bla- Brad Keller for KC. And you can get them at plus one ten. And then for Seattle, we have ready Chris Flexen, and you can get them at minus 130. Total here is seven and a half. Uh, this is stay away from me as well. I know everybody's been hyping Brad Keller and how well he's been doing. I've just never really been that much of a fan. I know he's had a couple decent outings, uh, but he's going to face a lineup with Adam Frazier's a lefty, Jesse Winker, who's not hitting that well, but he's a lefty. Uh, J.P. Crawford's a lefty. Jared Kellnick's a lefty. Uh, Abraham Toro is a switch hitter as his catcher, Cal Raleigh. Uh, Raleigh. So, uh, you're going to get a number of lefties. I'm not really thinking that color is going to be shutting them down completely. If anything, I would look to the over 7.5. I know these are Casey's offense is struggling. Um, right now, I see it's about minus 112 to minus 1. Or, sorry. Yeah. Uh, the the over 7.5, minus 112 to about 115. So, I might look there. Next game, the Dodgers travel to San Diego for an NL West matchup. Um... Just pulling out my pictures here. You can get uh, Julio Urias, the lefty, at minus 160. And you can get righty Nick Martinez for the Padres at plus 140. Total here is eight out. Go to the Padres. Martinez has pitched well uh, since he's come back from Japan. And Urias has done all right as he's Hasn't as strong as he did last year, but he's been pitching all right. It's just a value play. Plus 140 with the Padres. Their lineup seems to have woken up a little. They're at home. Not that that's a huge factor in baseball, but plus 140 is a nice number straight up. I think the Dodgers is a better team, better hitting team, better pitching, but a plus 140. There's some value there. For the second last game of the night, we get the Mets and uh, David Peterson, lefty David Peterson on the mound. You can get them at minus 125. They're at Arizona. To face ready Zach Gallon and the Dvax, who you can get on the money line at plus 105. Total here is eight and a half. Anything I would lean towards the Mets, I just don't like laying a 125 line. Gallon's pitching all right. As has Peterson. Uh he's been pitching fairly well this year. But you can stay away from this. Eight and a half, I'm not really sure. Diamondbacks lineup is just so bad. If anything, I would lean to the under. It's at minus 105. So they're trying to get you to take that. But um, you can get the over at minus 115. Their offense has just been so bad. I would lean to the under. Lean to the Mets and lean to the under. Final game of the night is the Texas Rangers, and they are in Oakland. You have Glenn Otto, righty Glenn Otto for Texas. You can get them in the money line at minus 135. And you can get righty Adam Aller for Oakland at plus 115. Total here, seven and a half. I would look to, and I may be on this game later, Take Oakland, plus 115. Oakland's been playing well. Uh, Their offense has been playing well. They're winning games. Your classic Oakland A's. Nobody has a clue how they're doing it, but they are. They're doing it. Uh, So I take them just because, you know, this pitching matchup, neither neither of them scare me. Neither of them I don't think you can back with any great confidence. And straight up, I think the Oakland uh, lineup – I don't think the Oakland lineup is better, but they've been winning. And then total seven and a half. um, It is – juice to the under you can get the under at minus 105 you can get the over at one minus 115 i'm gonna look to the over here i just think there's some runs to be scored doesn't take a whole lot uh, then if you can get into that texas bullpen that's you know i don't know how long auto goes here um three four innings maybe uh even if he's pitching well what does he get to five i doubt it um and once you get another pen that's a scary situation, so there should be some more runs. So I'm gonna have to look into this a little more. Seven and a half runs strikes me as an odd number. I know Otto and Aller have done alright so far, but there's no way that these guys uh, should be considered a no way they should be considered a pitchers duel to be down at seven and a half. So I'm gonna look into that a little more, but I would lean to Oakland on the money line at the plus money, and I would lean to the over seven and a half. So that's it for the diamond. Um, we can take a quick break when we come back hit the NHL before we're wrapping up alright, the NHL four games on the ice as they get close to the finale of the season and the playoffs, we start with the Ottawa Senators at Columbus you can get the Sens in the money line at must, minus 120, can't believe the Sens are favorite on the road, you can get the home Blue Jacks at plus 100, total here is 6.5 and, a half. and the Senators have been playing well in the last 10, Columbus looks like Both teams are out of the playoffs, but Columbus looks like they've just completely packed it in for the rest of the year. However, I can't take, um, sorry, I can't see why Ottawa is favored on the road like this. So I'm going to take Columbus at plus 100, even money, and I'm going to go over the goals of 6.5 minus 105. So a bit of a risky same game parlay, but that pays 281. So I'm going to take Columbus on the money line, plus the over 6.5 to pay out at 281. Next game sees the expansion Kraken in Minnesota. You can get the Kraken at plus 235 in the money line. The Wild minus 290. Total here is six and a half. Wilder, obviously, the better team. Can't lay 290. Um, maybe if this were around 200, I'd look at it, but uh, 290 is just too pricey. Next game is the Avalanche travel to Edmonton to play the Oilers. The Avs coming at minus 115 favorites. You can get the Oil at minus 105. Total here is six and a half. Um, Colorado's been resting a few players lately. And I think that's why the line is so tight. Not really sure which way. So j- just just too many question marks in the lineups. Edmonton has a lot to play for. as do the Avs, I guess, to get ready for the playoffs. But um, straight up, these teams are healthy and playing everybody. I like Colorado in this situation. The line's a little fishy, so I'm staying away. Last game of the night, see Washington and Arizona to play the Coyotes. You can get the Capitals at minus 400. Or you can get the Coyotes at home at plus 320. Total here is six and a half. Obviously, the value is on the Coyotes at plus 320. Do I think they're going to win? No. Do I want to back them? No. But a plus 320. Bit of a lottery ticket. But that's where the value is. So I'm really on the one game. Taking a bit of a flyer with the Blues at plus one. Pardon me, the Blues. The Blue Jackets of Columbus at plus 100. And a total of over six and a half. So... Hope you enjoyed the recap of the NBA. Should be three really good games tonight. I'm actually looking forward to that. Should be some interesting games on the diamond and not a lot of marquee matchups on the ice, uh, but a couple interesting ones. And before we go, quick, I go, quickly want to remind you of our partners at Manscaped. If you go to Manscaped.com and when you sign up use the code Hoopball20, that's two zero, for 20% off your order and free shipping. Also check out our pals at MyBookie.ag if you need another sports book. When you sign up use the code Hoopball. On the third page, sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. So, hope everybody enjoyed the show. Again, any thoughts, comments, feedback, hit me up in a DM at Doug underscore read three four on Twitter. And if you don't mind going to your podcast provider, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, rate and review the show. Ideally, if you would give me a five-star rating, that would be appreciated as it gets the show more exposure and more people listening, which is my goal, to get the audience as broad as possible. So, hope everybody has hopefully let me try that again hopefully everybody has a great night whether you're watching the nba watching the diamond or on the ice with the nhl lots of games lots of action hopefully have some fun hopefully make some money and we will talk to you soon